Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Old trees may not grow taller every year, but they do keep bulking up, kind of like human bodybuilders. That's a good summary, a layman's summary, of some current research into the life of trees. 37 scientists from 16 different nations studied over 700,000 trees over a long period of time. And they discovered, among other things, that most trees stop growing at a certain age. But they continue to get wider, packing on more and more mass the older they get. And this morning, I'm suggesting to you that the followers of Jesus who seek hard after wisdom and practice the right spiritual disciplines will never stop growing spiritually. They'll keep packing on more and more wisdom the longer they walk with God. Biblical wisdom is not just a a list of handy tips to improve your life, kind of like a, a software upgrade. You, you can't go to Sobeys or Superstore and buy a jar of wisdom. $1.97, please. There, there aren't five easy steps to becoming a man or woman of wisdom. You have to search for wisdom with all your heart. You have to give it all you got in order to get some. Isaac Watts would write many years ago, Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. God's love is so amazing and so miraculous, so wonderful, so marvelous that it's worthy of all we have to offer, all we have to give. So in one sense, wisdom is very demanding. It demands everything we have and everything that we are. And so that's our first theme this morning. Wisdom is demanding. Proverbs 1 verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. Well, just a few verses earlier and a couple of weeks ago when we studied verses 8 through 19... We overheard a father speaking to his son, giving advice to his son, remember, on on how to live a successful life. Proverbs 1.10, my son, if sinners entice you, don't consent. Don't go down that road. Verse 15, he said, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. Don't go where they go. Don't do what they do. Don't laugh at their jokes. Be careful. He's giving advice to his son. So the offer of wisdom was followed by the warning of wisdom, which was followed by the promise of wisdom, and we went to the New Testament for that in James 1.5. James 1.5. Let's read the verse together, shall we? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. The promise of wisdom. And so now we we look at verses 20 and 21 of chapter 1 in Proverbs. The father is pointing to wisdom as the speaker. So he's taking off his hat and giving it to wisdom, personified. Wisdom is personified as a woman in this passage. 
And here is Lady Wisdom standing at the crossroads of culture where business and government and education and the arts and athletics all intersect right here. And right in the middle of all the hustle and bustle, in the middle of all the noise and competition, she stands up and she shouts more loudly than anyone else. And everyone hears her. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets, it says. She raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she, she cries out. So here is Lady Wisdom. And we know from the New Testament that Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This is a, a picture, a, an illustration of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Crying out wisdom. Witnessing, here she is witnessing in the streets, warning and scolding the people as they walk by. But why does wisdom go into the streets? Why does she do this in the markets? Why does she go to the city gates where the elders of the city would sit and, 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 and make judgments and govern and look after the city? Why would she go there? Well, because that's where the people are. See, this is where they live and this is where they work and this is where they go to school. And that's where wisdom is needed most. And so she goes to where the people are and the wisdom of God comes to where the people of, of God are today. Just like we need His wisdom and call out for His wisdom, wisdom comes to us. It, 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 wisdom is not designed uh, for a secluded monastery. The wisdom of God is not revealed only in quiet, lonely places. The wisdom of God can come to us right where we live and right where we work and right where we go to school. Right here, right now, as we gather together for worship, the wisdom of God is calling us. So yes, wisdom is demanding. It takes everything we've got to, to, to find it and keep it. You have to search for it, yes. But wisdom is also very rewarding and very fulfilling. When you begin to understand the ways of God and get wisdom, it's worth pursuing. It's demanding, yes, but it's worth it all. Wisdom is not only demanding, it's also dangerous. The next few verses of chapter 1. And I say that wisdom is dangerous, but what I mean is that it is beneficially dangerous. <laughs> if there is such a thing. Uh, it's constructively dangerous, as we'll see in a moment. Let, let, me, let me try and explain with an illustration. When ore that contains gold is mined from the earth... The first thing they do is crush the ore so it's, it lays flat and it's broken up into the smallest possible pieces. And then through a conveyor belt, it's, it's thrust into a blast furnace to melt off all the impurities. We sang about gold this morning. But, but the temperature in that furnace has to be at least 1,064 degrees Celsius in order for the gold to melt and all the impurities to burn off. So the fire is extremely dangerous. I don't think I've been even close to a 1,064 degrees Celsius fire in my life. But it's danger. The danger of the fire also benefits the gold. So it's beneficially dangerous. And it's the only way that you can bring the gold out of the ore is to heat it up, to put it under the fire. 
While Jesus and His wisdom are beneficially dangerous, uh, just like that fire, they bring out the very best in our lives. We, we come forth as gold. Once we've been through the fire, we come forth as gold if we will just walk in wisdom. That's why wisdom asks the question in verse 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? I mean, she, she can't believe it. She's, she's incredulous that some people would rather remain scoffing and foolish when there's so much wisdom and blessing to be had in following Jesus. She can't understand it. And you know, we don't have to, you don't have to hate wisdom to miss out. You, you just have to be okay with the way things are. You don't have to hate wisdom... To miss out, you only have to be okay with the spiritual status quo. You only have to be okay with coasting spiritually. You only have to be okay with not seeking hard after wisdom. But we're not okay with that, are we? We're, we're not okay with that. It can't be that way. Now the scoffers delight in their scoffing and the fools hate knowledge, it says... So, so they're more hardened and more seasoned and more advanced in their sinfulness. The scoffer and the fool are, are headed for disaster. But the simple? The simple in Scripture are, they're, they're more of the undercommitted. They, they haven't really made up their minds one, one way or the other. They could be blown in either direction. They're the folks that often just follow the crowd and go with the flow, you know. Don't make any bumps or any waves. They just go with whatever is the prevailing attitude or the best party or the fastest car or whatever the case may be. They're simple. They're, they don't have, really have any strong convictions one way or the other. And that's dangerous enough, but it also means that the simple are a little easier to reach than the fools and the scoffers. Fools and the scoffers are a little further down the food chain, if you will. The simple are still reachable, and that's why, they, that's why wisdom is calling out to them. But, but you know, there comes a time in everybody's life where they need to make up their mind. Would you just make up your mind? Right? Some of you parents know what I'm talking about. Your son went to university, first year law, second year medicine, third year business, fourth year, he went to Europe. Doesn't know what he wants to do. Uncommitted. That's, that's, a, that's how the scriptures des describes a simple person in the Old Testament. But there comes a time when you, you have to make up your mind. Problem is they don't feel strongly one way or the other. They don't live with any sense of urgency whatsoever. When Lady Wisdom cries out, how long? Like, like how long? She's saying, uh, you know, how many sermons is it going to take before you finally cross the line and say yes to Jesus? How long is it going to take? How many times do you need to hear that Jesus uh, came to, uh, to give his life so that you might have eternal life? So that you can repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. How many times do you need to hear that? And, and, and how many different small groups do you need to attend before you finally get serious about your walk with God? How long? So she's, she's calling out. She's calling out. Jesus is calling out to people like that. 
He's calling out to your sons and your daughters. He's calling out to your neighbors and your friends and your workmates. He's calling out to your husband, to your wife. Jesus may be calling out to you this morning to say, How long are you going to play church? Come on, let's get serious and search for wisdom and and get on with life. And here's what he promises to those who do. In verse 23, If you turn at my reproof, behold, mark this, underline it. That's kind of what behold means. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Oh, that sounds like good news, doesn't it? If you turn, you'll have life in Jesus Christ. You'll be full of his spirit. And you begin to understand the word and his ways, his will for your life. That's, that seems like a good trade-off to me. On the other hand, wisdom can be dangerous, extremely dangerous, of the worst possible kind, for those who hear Jesus calling, but refuse to follow. Let's look at verse 24. Because I have called, and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded, Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. It's like... Seriously? I felt like I I had never read those verses until this week. That's the bad side of the good news. God will not be mocked. He will prevail with us for a long, long time. Long enough for us to repent And turn. But not so long that he looks foolish. Wisdom can be extremely dangerous. For those who choose to ignore Jesus. This passage pictures God laughing at the absurdity. Of choosing folly over wisdom. Say if you're too busy for God. You don't obey. You don't follow him. He will judge us. And he will not apologize. You live your whole life mocking God and spurning his counsel and making fun of his people and criticizing his church. Then don't expect him to come running to your aid like some sort of divine puppet when you're in trouble. So right now, may be your best moment. Right now might be the the very best moment for you to turn. And turn to God once again. Turn your hearts toward home. Turn your heart toward Christ again. 
Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a renewal of commitment. Maybe it's a, a step in the right direction. Or, or maybe it's a, a complete change, a 180 degree life change for you. But this could be your very moment to make things right with God. So that He does not laugh at your calamity or mock when terror strikes. Quite the opposite. When you walk with God, He walks with you through the fire. Wisdom is demanding. And wisdom is dangerous. Before the chapter closes out, we also discover that wisdom is our only security. Verse 32. For the simple are killed by their turning away. So you see, they're, even though they're undercommitted, they, they haven't quite made up their mind, they haven't made the choice yet to follow. When they do make a choice, when they do make up their minds, when they do face the truth and turn away, that's the wrong choice. They're killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease. Without dread of disaster. So now the good news comes back. After some bad news, the good news is back. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of... That's comforting, isn't it? Yeah. And it sounds very much like something Jesus would say in the New Testament in John chapter 5. Where he says in verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever... Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment because of his faith, because he's trusted in Jesus. He doesn't come into judgment, but is passed from death, spiritual death, to spiritual life. Sounds very similar to that verse we just read in Proverbs. So when you, when you listen, when you truly listen and believe in Jesus and trust in Jesus, you will dwell secure. You will experience eternal life now and forever and no one can take that away from you. Proverbs one thirty three: Whoever listens to me will dwell secure. I have a feeling some parents are going to take that verse and put it up uh, in their kid's room. Whoever listens to me will eat supper, (laughs) can still live here, will not be thrown out at 16. I love the word whoever in this verse, don't you? Whoever, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how many tats you have, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure. Whoever listens to Jesus will be secure forever. Whoever listens to Jesus and obeys His word will be secure forever. Whoever repents of their sin and whoever believes in Jesus will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. I'm a whoever. And you're a whoever. I love whoever. (laughs) In those verses. I love it. There's room for me in whoever. There's room for you in whoever. 1 John 5.12 Whoever. There it is again. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Which whoever are you? 
Do you have the Son? If you do, then you have life. If you don't have the Son, if you haven't repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus Christ fully and His finished work on the cross, then you don't have life. And somebody needs to be straight up with you and just say, you you, you don't have life. You can have life. You can get life by placing your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work. There's room for you in this whoever. So please, put your trust in Him today. Believe in Jesus. Don't wait another day. Trust Him. We're saved by God's grace alone. Through faith alone. In Christ alone. Yeah, scientists have discovered that trees, most trees stop growing taller, but they keep getting wider. Followers of Jesus who seek after wisdom will dwell secure in Christ, and in the process they will pack on more and more wisdom the longer they walk with God. Great encouragement to all of us this morning, eh? Let's pray together. Dear Father, we, we thank you today for the wisdom that's available to us in Jesus. Jesus, who is the living word. And Lord, over the years, we've, just, we've seen so many people searching for answers to life. But we're all searching for answers that only you can provide. And we thank you that you reveal those answers to us when we seek wisdom in Jesus. Father, you know just what we need. We need your wisdom today. And in keeping with James 1.5, we who lack wisdom are asking God, our Father, our good, good Father, for wisdom and the many and wide-ranging decisions that we need to make at home and at work and in our relationships and in our responsibilities, even this week. And so we come Lord Jesus, bowing low before you in worship and adoration and trust. We do trust you, Lord. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.